Shout out to my boy, Dirty D. Who was that? Mike Delgado. He's the one that said, yo, you guys should talk about this on your podcast. I don't know if you remember sending you that screenshot. Shortly after that, it was it was flying around and it was everywhere. Yeah. So I yeah. would have seen it anyway, Mike. But I, I got to give you credit. You broke the ice. You brought it to my attention. I sent it to you, sent it again. Once you saw it. bang bang <laughs> back like we never left <laughs> today i guess we're going to be talking about what everybody else is talking about some little film called plandemic <laughs> game changer dude oh this is already so annoying bro because i've been uh looking at or you know kind of looking up what else is out there about this this video and all of the uh, debunkers are coming out of the woodwork. And I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'm trying not to, you know, just jump in and believe this pandemic thing 100%. Because, you know, you shouldn't. Hmm. But these debunkers annoy the hell out of me, man. I don't know how you feel about that. But I feel like they are, I don't know, somehow almost just as untrustworthy as, you know, whoever else. Because it's like they're trying to take advantage of the fact that, yeah, a lot of people are now watching this and um, capitalize on that with their yeah. opposing opinions. Yeah, I, I hear you, man. I think anytime somebody puts that, that much energy into um, trying to prove you wrong or debunk or whatever the case may be, it just raises some red flags. You have the videos on YouTube being pulled down. So my buddy Mike sent it to me. He's like, dude, hurry up and watch it before they take it down because they're going to take this shit down. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that day we were busy and I was working and stuff. I didn't watch it till the next day and I was still able to watch it. But I think I went back a half an hour later and it was already gone. And I went on YouTube this morning and I put pandemic part one and it's not there. You have to go on Google and search for that shit. Mm hmm. So my thing is, is that you have all these people now coming out and they're enraged about, you know, the, the, the pandemic video. Um, and then you have, you have the censorship of it, you know, like where, I don't mm-hmm. know what's up with YouTube, but they don't, they don't want to leave the video up. Every, anytime it goes up, they, they pull it back down. Um, I think I would be more neutral because I am leaning more towards the pandemic side. Uh, just because there's too many things that that rub me the wrong way, mm-hmm. but I would be more neutral if people weren't tripping, <laughs> you know. But YouTube's pulling shit down. You have all these debunking videos, and I'm like, whoa! If if this wasn't an issue, right? Then you know that, that that's just some crazy lady that got fired, and she's you know, you know, mm-hmm. writing a book. That's that's all it would be. 
but the reaction to me, the reaction that it's getting was is what's really, you know, drawing me in even even more saying maybe we should take a closer look at this, you know? Yeah. So if anyone isn't familiar with it by now, if you've been living under a rock, um, <laughs> Plandemic is a like 20, 22 minute long video, kind of a video clip. It's like an extended trailer, I guess, for a long, a full length documentary that apparently is supposed to come out in the summer. And the you basically have this this guy who's interviewing uh, a woman by the name of Judy Mikovitz. Is it Miskovitz? Mikovitz? Mm. Something like that. They're going. Basically, he's interviewing her to get her take on uh, what's happening right now with the whole COVID-19 virus, but um, also touching on some of her work back in like the 80s and 90s and even into the 2000s where they're explaining basically some of the things that she saw happen kind of in that whole world of um, biochemistry and uh, big pharma and yeah scientific research Mm -hmm. so they went into that and they go into some pretty obviously you know obviously some pretty scary stuff and it's exactly like you said frank i mean it's like whether you know what's how's the saying go where there's smoke there's fire (laughs) yep you know this reaction from youtube and i don't i don't know because i don't have facebook but whatever other social media platforms are out there like in doing overtime to remove this video that's already a sign you know i'm not saying they shouldn't remove it obviously you know but you just don't see them react this fast to other videos that come up you know that clearly should be removed you know like come on people people you know committing suicide on facebook live or whatever the hell it's called all this like really really terrible crap you know they're dragging their feet to remove (laughs) stuff like that but this one they got someone sitting at a computer waiting for someone to upload so they can hit delete you know you know metaphorically exactly and so that's that's the i guess what what is even more intriguing about the video you know what i mean so if the content of that video doesn't intrigue you the reaction to to it surely does and then follow that up with um all these opportunistic debunkers you know that also, for me anyway, that also makes me think, uh, hold on. You know, if there's something to be, quote, debunked, fair enough, it should be. I'm not saying, you know, if, you know, if the, if the video was full of crap, if everything in there was a lie, then obviously there should be some way to not just investigate it, but to let people know how and why. But I guess it's just the way, you know, these opportunistic people get on YouTube and stand in front of their stupid green screens and try to make it sound like everybody who's watching this and believes any of it is a complete imbecile, right? And they are the geniuses who know that this is a lie because X, Y, Z. That's a good point. That's a good point, man. Uh, it's it's not only them coming out and, and obviously saying their piece in reference to how they feel about the pandemic video. And, you know, in this case, it would be mm-hmm. an opposing view, right, with the debunking it. But then it's the, oh, right. my God, you're such an idiot. 
You know, reminds me reminds me a lot of of certain type of supporters. <laughs> you can but, say uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. You know, I, I wasn't going for Trump, but once he became president, I was rooting for him because if he fails, that means we fail. You know what I mean? That's like common logic, common sense. People on the other side of the fence don't have that logic. Most of them, at least. Be very unfair for me to say that everybody who is pro-Trump is ignorant because that is not fair and that is not true. But you don't see mm-hmm. on for, for the people that 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 are that you know that didn't vote for him. I don't want to say against him because again, we're all in this together. So it'd be stupid for me to say that I'm against Trump when he's the commander in chief of the United States, right? But if if I wasn't rooting for him, if I wasn't voting for him. I don't have this attitude where it's like, well, oh my God, like everybody who's a Trump supporter is an idiot. You know, I, I don't, I don't have that. For me, I, I want to sit down and I want to hear people's, you know, point of view. Let's talk it up. Maybe we can find a common ground. Maybe we can't. I feel like there isn't that sensibility yeah. on the other side. There's, if you don't, if you don't see why this guy's amazing, then you're a fucking idiot. Excuse my French. You know. Very similar to how these debunking videos are coming out. Like, are you are you fucking kidding me? You guys are really, you know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. You guys are putting way too much energy um, into supposedly trying to prove it wrong. And the way you're doing it is tasteless. And it makes me, again, it, exactly. it, it pulls me even more into, well, let's let's look at this a little closer and see what it's all yeah, about. Maybe there's, maybe there's something there. there, man. You know what it also, I, I don't know if it reminds you, it reminds me of this a similar conversation we had in episode I think 2 where we talked about mm-hmm. vaccines the people who you know you have people who swear by vaccines you have people who are so called quote anti-vaxxers you know and you have people who are somewhere in between and just want to know more because they know enough to know that something is mm-hmm. wrong but the people who are for vaccines a lot of them I should say that not all of them necessarily, but Mm -hmm. a lot of them um, come at you the same way. You're a goddamn idiot. What are you doing? You know, you shouldn't be able to have kids. You know, we talked about that in the last episode (laughs) because you're endangering your kids and you're endangering my kids, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I think there's something to that as well. You know, if you and I think they unknowingly add to the fire Uh right so the more videos i go to youtube the more videos i see with these you know ridiculous titles like you know why pandemic is bs and debunking it because they're all whatever whatever the more i see that and i see a lot of it like i just i was just checking before we we started recording and there are so many videos there now with people claiming to be debunking and take, you know, taking it apart, talking about the interviewer and then talking about the lady Judy and whatever. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but that it doesn't, doesn't work. Man. And it's just like it's just like with the Trump voters, like you, you can try and, and make them feel like trash and make them feel like idiots and they're going to dig in. Yeah, it's and I almost voted for Trump, by the way. Not that anyone thinks uh, I'm just uh, you know, almost. <laughs> here's here's the thing it's it was a lose-lose and i think ultimately if i had it yeah if i did. had to choose <laughs> i would have gone with him because 
you know, Hillary's a pathological liar and I can't trust her as far as I can throw her. Trump is, you know, he's he's a maniac, but at least he's honest. <laughs> you know, when I saw the video, I don't want I don't want to watch this video and think that there's anything more to it. I gain nothing by that. Right. So when the video comes and gets forwarded to me and I watch the video, I'm completely neutral. You know, it's not like I'm secretly hoping that there is, you know, this undercover scheme that the government is not talking to us about and that there's money being funneled to the Wuhan labs between us and and, and, and China. I, I don't have any I don't have anything that's leading me towards left or right. I'm looking at it very unbiased and I'm just taking in the information. I don't think that people view the video in that with those eyes i think when they obviously it's already creating a big stir so they probably have already heard about it right they're already making their preconceived notion they're making their decisions before they even watch the video because you're not going to tell me with everything that's in that video and like you said at the very beginning cynic it's it's a short it's a piece of a bigger documentary right so this is just a a fingernail um but but when you watch the, the video and and you hear mm -hmm. everything that that this lady's saying like you're going to tell me that She's making this all up that she's crazy. There's no way, man. I don't see that happening. I don't connect those dots. Um, maybe she is a little crazy, but at one point in time, we entrusted her, you know, with a, a, a very important job to do. So was she not crazy back then or is she just crazy now because she's calling you out on your shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. So what also, um, what also makes it for me seem like there's something to it like there's something behind it so even before all of this hoopla right now about the video and how you know social media platforms are all losing their minds trying to take it off of the uh, internet or mm -hmm. take it off of their websites at least when she so one of the stories she tells is or recounts is about her experience back in oh i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you a lie now probably because i'm gonna guess but it was um i guess in the late 90s no actually i think it was like in the mid 2000s 2009 or something she was working for some company um i think it was called wpi or something like that and this was the company that she was working at where she was accused of stealing um, the, in the video, she talks about having been sent to jail. Mm -hmm. yeah. And just to interject, her name is Judy Mikovits. In fairness to her, I know we kind of brushed over it. Mikovits, right. Mikovits. But. Yeah, I think they call, it, they call her Mikovits, Mikovits in the film. Okay. Thank you. You're right. Mm -hmm. So she um, is working. I mean, there's some story before this. We can go into it later if you want to. Mm -hmm. For now, I'll just say... Because it relates to this whole topic of the the reaction, you know, how how right now social media is reacting, but how the government reacted back then when she was arrested. Remember, this is two thousand and nine, I believe. Hmm. When she was arrested, she was put in jail for five days. According to them, she was according to her, she was never officially charged charged with anything. They tried to offer her a deal again, according to her where she would apologize to the company for, you know, whatever, I guess, if they were accusing her of stealing, <laughs> for stealing stuff, mm -hmm. um, and asking her and telling her that she needs to um, basically retract the 
article that she had published in this magazine called the Science Journal or the Journal of Science or whatever. Mm-hmm. Science Journal. Forward to, you know, fast forward. She she doesn't she doesn't go for any of that. And she doesn't, you know, apologize. And she doesn't agree to retract the article. Eventually, the charges, meaning the charges of theft, are apparently dropped. And since she didn't decide to play ball and and you know apologize and retract her article because they didn't and because they didn't decide to charge her with anything they instead decided to go after her in terms of her career and so they and by they i'm talking about this wpi company along with whoever else in the background had an interest in keeping her article quiet um put pressure on the journal science, put pressure on anyone who would have had anything to do with her, making her basically unemployable, destroying her credibility, her reputation, whatever. My point is, I'm sorry for taking the long way around, is that <laughs> at the end of that, she had a gag order. Yep. And these gag orders is something else that I, I really, like in some cases, I guess they are necessary even though they're, I, I find them shady as hell, shady regardless. As hell, for sure. They're man. shady as hell when you're saying to someone, you can't talk about this. But okay, usually you hear that in, in, in cases where whatever it is that they're trying to keep quiet is, quote, national security. Yeah? That's usually when they play that card, or at least when I've heard that card played. It's because there's something related to national security. Her coming forward and trying to tell the truth about her research and what she's finding regarding vaccines and what's, you know, what could be getting transmitted through these vaccines and blah, 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 whatever. I don't see how that could be in any way construed as a national security situation. So why put a gag on her? But they did. And when they put a gag on you, you legally cannot speak or write or anything about the topic or you will, you will be arrested. Mm-hmm. So again, another sign that someone is hiding something. So I'm sorry, but even if that film is, you know, 60% BS, I'm interested in the 40% that's true. Or let's go extreme in the 2% that's true, because clearly someone is trying to keep her quiet, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, again, where there's smoke, there's fire. So her story is really interesting. Like I said, we can go into it if you, if you want, or we can just stick to the topic of uh, as it relates to, you know, what we're dealing with today, which is Corona and COVID-19, because that's also really interesting. And it's, I think, what people are really um, most up in arms about. I don't think they're, they're unless you've read her book, I don't, they don't think they don't care about the corruption. Video, they yeah, I don't think they're. COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they care about the the possibility that this thing was created, and again, she says she wouldn't necessarily call it created, but it wasn't naturally occurring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone was doing. Someone was doing something in a lab, and it either accidentally got released or on purpose. She can't say, but in her opinion, it came from a lab. That mm-hmm. much she 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 is willing to say. Of course, in her opinion, she wasn't uh, working in in set lab. What do you think? Yeah, man. In reference to the gag order, it's not necessarily the the video, but the reaction to the video and how everybody's scattering around like ants 
say that the you know the, oh there's nothing to worry about this is fake but yeah everybody's in panic you know mm-hmm. not only did she have a gag order cynic but her case was under seal which meant that she couldn't speak of it and if any lawyers wa- wanted to bring it up they would be held in contempt of court so she couldn't even get legal representation <laughs> bro like they they backed her into a corner not only did they try to destroy her life not only did they try to plant shit in her apartment which we'll get to a little later they didn't even give her the the opportunity to represent herself the way she should have. You know, her constitutional freedoms or rights were non-existent. You know, again, the reaction to everything that's going on, you know, because if this lady's crazy, you, you know, put her in a straitjacket, you know, but you guys are going through all these all these lengths, um, you know, to make sure you silence her. It's like, man, is, is, is anything that she's saying, is there any truth to that? Because I'm not comfortable how you guys are so uncomfortable right now. What was she saying? If that makes any sense, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you 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 touched briefly Definitely. on um, it being um something that made that was made in the lab, and she she touched on that in the pandemic, pandemic better said uh, video, the short clip that we saw, um, and you're absolutely right. In one of our COVID episodes, I believe it was the first one, if I'm not mistaken, I mentioned to you that what what was really throwing me for a loop is you know how fast it was spreading. And she said in the video that if this happened, if this came from somebody eating a bat or an animal, right, it will take up to, I believe, 80 years um, for. She said, she said eight, 800 years, years, 800 years for it to naturally for it to naturally. Exactly. You know, and. I don't know if that's true. Well, she's saying up to, though, she's not saying 800. That that could mean 10. You're right. You know, that can mean 10. You're right. Um, but up to 800 years for it to, like you said, transfer from one species to another. Um, this is accelerated viral evolution. It's not a natural occurrence. Because if it was naturally occurring the way we thought it was, the, the, the way we initially thought it was, that it came from somebody in China eating a bat or eating soup, whatever the case uh, was there, then it, it would have taken a lot longer. That's something for me at the very beginning of this journey that me and you started with this podcast, when we started with the covid um, uh, the COVID topic. One thing that it was like, I just don't understand how a week ago it started in China. A week and a half later, it was in Italy doing mad damage. And then, you know, four days later, mm-hmm. now it's in the US. How there has to be something more to it. Back then, I couldn't put, put the dots together. Back then, there wasn't a pandemic video that, that we could say, well, this makes more sense. But once you, she starts talking about that, and she mentions the accelerated viral evolution. Well, th- that that this is an accelerated viral evolution. That it, it it lets you know that for it to move how it's moving, there's somebody in there manipulating things, right? This is not something that's naturally occurring. It makes total freaking sense, man. It really does. I was blown away by that, dude. I really was. Yeah, it's uh, scary, scary stuff, and it's even scarier when you realize um, that can find evidence of certain people like this guy dr fauci saying things like you know a pandemic is coming (laughs) years ago saying stuff like that like a pandemic is coming that's you know just some matter of fact like he knows it's going to happen sure you can say that in in the sense that eventually yeah something will come around um i guess we should just chalk it up to coincidence that um he, also being the one who she is naming as someone who's very deeply involved in all this corruption, by the way, that he says, you know, this kind of stuff just a few years ago. And uh, now 
oh, surprise, here is one. And oh, surprise, he's in charge of the response. And oh, a lot, just a lot of surprises that we should just chalk up to coincidence, I guess. Um, bro, that Fauci, that Fauci guy, is a, he's a rat, bro. He's a rat. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know too much about him other than what I've like heard or read in the last few days. Mm. Um, because when I first heard his name, you know, obviously I'm not in the U.S., so I, I don't know too much how how involved he is in people's daily lives. You know, is he doing like daily briefings or something? Not really. Only when there's like a health scare, you see his face pop up. You know, um, hmm. he's he's not too too much in the forefront, but he's been around forever, and he looks like the puppet master, man. If you ask me, um, I wanted to go ahead, cynic, and just kind of touch briefly on how how she kind of started and a little bit of her backstory. So back in 1991, um, she was one of the uh, major players in um, finding groundbreaking information for HIV AIDS. And she, many people think that she saved Magic Johnson's life. You know, there's mm -hmm. actually a, a, yeah. a, um, <laughs> a lyric that Kanye West has. And it says, if Magic Johnson got a cure for AIDS and all the broke motherfuckers passed away, and when when I when I hear that, and it's a funny line, you know, because it's just like, oh, but it's so fucking true. Like, how the hell is this guy still alive? You know, obviously it has to yeah. be, with, you know, he has to have some type of access. And obviously, you know, we talk about money, right? We know money gives you that access, but he has some type of access to doctors or, or specialists that are giving him a treatment that other people can't afford or that the government isn't interested in giving us because... Just like, you know, I think that part of this COVID issue is is the government controlling numbers as, as far as, you know, as, as much as I don't want to think that, I do think part of it is population control. Yeah, survival of the, of the fittest, in a sense, stronger survive. I, I do think that when it comes to AIDS, like, they, they don't. They don't want us to be like China. They don't want us to be overpopulated. So some motherfuckers got to die. That's the sad reality of it, you know? Um, but many people didn't never understood why Magic Johnson could figure it out and is still alive today on TNT broadcasting. So when I saw this, <laughs> when I saw this and I, and I learned about that, I was like, well, that fucking makes perfect sense. You know, the, the talk is that her research contributed to um, the treatment that he, her job Magic was to, to isolate it from the saliva, you know? So yeah, her, her, her thing was in, in the back end. It wasn't that she had a personal relationship for Magic Johnson. But with her doing that research and Magic Johnson having the money he had, he was able to take advantage of it. But shortly after that, she basically started you know, challenging some things. She basically made a discovery that was conflicting with the agreed upon narrative, the narrative that the government wanted to tell. And when that happened, that's when everything went to shit for her. Um, somebody who had a perfect credit score was now bankrupt. You know, if she would say something on social media, if she would, you know, uh, speak to a publisher, you know, if she would speak to a magazine, um, they would go ahead and they would find new evidence against her. So every time she went and she tried to speak her piece, they would go and they would take a jab at her. You know, she was held in jail with no charges. I think you mm -hmm. said five days. I think the most you can hold somebody here in the States is 48 hours before you cut them loose. You know, so they, they constantly bend the rules for her and... Again, it's the reaction to what she's saying that makes me more intrigued by whether or not this could possibly be true. Yeah. So if we stick with the corona topic, or if we start with the corona topic in terms of what she's saying, 
and how people are reacting. I mean, what she's basically saying is that two things. One, she's saying that this could not have been naturally occurring, right? Ten years ago, there was the SARS epidemic, which uh, was in the news quite a bit, but not as much because it didn't, you know, uh, it wasn't reported as as having spread and killed so many people as, as this one. But apparently that was kind of the... Uh, one of the forerunners to, to what we're dealing with now. And she's saying that within 10 years, which is roughly how long it's been, there's no way that this thing should have mutated or, you know, jumped the species as they're saying it did in such a short amount of time. That's where the 800 up to 800 years number comes in that you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier. So that's one thing in terms of how this thing came about. She's saying it wasn't natural. It has to have come from a lab. She just won't or can't say that it was created or that it was released on purpose or if it was released accidentally, whatever. That's number one. Number two is what happens after. So what happens now? What happens going forward? Because remember, the other big part of her work, which most people are not talking about, but is alluded to in that 20 minute video is her work that she did in the 80s and the 90s, yes, it started with HIV, but it's all that research she was doing that made her come to some pretty scary conclusions because it involves vaccines. And so we're all now, you know, everyone is now on the edge of their seats waiting to see when is there going to be a vaccine so we can go back to normal because everyone's losing their goddamn minds because they can't stay at home for a few weeks. So, and the economy is apparently in shambles. Mm. So everyone is, you know, itching for a vaccine because they think this vaccine is going to come. We're going to get, get injected with it. And uh, then everything can go back to normal. You know, I can go shopping <laughs> or go wherever. And based on the research she did and what she, what she claims to have found, she's saying, uh-uh, this vaccine, when it comes out, if it, you know, you know, I mean, I guess one will come out, but whenever it does come out, uh, you should be very, very highly suspect of it. <laughs> because according to her, my research is what she's saying. Um, there are a lot of viruses, cancer causing viruses that could be transmitted or have been transmitted. Let's put it that way through some of these vaccines, not necessarily from malicious intent, you know, at some point very early on, and I have to say it, like, the, the evidence shows that already back in the 30s, 3-0, there was talk about questions about some vaccines. In that time, it was about polio and then about yellow fever, but still about vaccines and using some, you know, some of the animal tissues they were using to create the vaccines and whether you know, that there were questions about whether certain vac um, viruses could be transmitted. This is what her research was all based on. And so now what she's saying is people are going nuts. They're scrambling for a vaccine. A vaccine is most likely going to be pushed through quickly, which you should already be concerned about. Because when things move that fast, mm -hmm. quality control goes out the window. But what's going to be in those vaccines? Because, again, her research shows that a lot of the ways in which they produce vaccines, the methods they use to produce vaccines um, using animal tissues. In, in, in specific case, she's talking about 
mouse mouse brains <laughs> or cells from mouse brains, I guess, which are used to um, I can't remember the word, but to basically help uh, create these vaccines. Um, some of these viruses, some viruses are getting you know transmitted that way into humans. But in the very early days when there was question about this, no one realized or thought that certain vex, um, certain viruses could affect humans. And that's when they found, that's what her research along with her partner back then showed that, yes, it can. Such viruses can um, be transmitted and can exist in humans. So th those are the two main things. And that's what has every, most people up in an uproar right now. And as well, they should be. And then, of course, she's also talking about she has a few doctors or they have a few doctors on that video clip. Right. And they're talking about the wearing of masks and they're talking about the hypersanitary, you know, methods that we're doing and the social distancing. And I'm sure you remember that from the video. Maybe you can tell the, the listeners how that can negatively. Impact I want to go us. back even one more step. So I just love how two of our first eight episodes have something to do with what the fuck we're talking about. We talked about COVID. We talked about vaccines. Mm -hmm. All right. No stone's going to keep you guys plugged in. All right. We're going to keep you plugged into what you need to know. But in reference <laughs> to the vaccines, in all seriousness, now getting back, <laughs> getting back to business. And this is coming from Judy, right? Somebody who whose job is to create these things to help people. She's not an anti-vaxxer. She's, she's not opposed to vaccines. So if she's telling you that... Look, there's something that, that we need to look into because something is wrong here. This is not coming from somebody who thinks that you shouldn't, you know, give your kids these shots because whatever the case may be, personal reasons, health reasons, or, or what, what you believe. She's somebody who's actually creating these vaccines, right? But she's saying that we have to be careful with this specific vaccine because this specific vaccine could get us in a world of hurt. And then you think about Bill Gates. I don't know why Bill Gates isn't included. I don't in know either. I guess <laughs> it's because of his billions of mm. dollars. But he thinks there should be global vaccinations. Now, here's the kicker. These motherfuckers own the patents, mm -hmm. right? So these motherfuckers are cashing in. So you think, well, if you're somebody who's neutral and, oh, I, I still don't know. I'm still on the fence. I don't know what to think. You know, what's, what, do we, what do we gain by, you know, by them saying that people sh everybody should be vaccinated? Well, what they gain is money. Yeah. And and that's the driving force. And we spoke about the the mighty dollar and, and, and how how it's you know it's it's behind everything. That's and for somebody who's made billions, man, I, I, I don't I don't think he would be opposed to trying to make it to trillions. Yeah. And then you think about as well uh, millions of dollars that went um from Tony Fauci's or, or Anthony Fauci's organization, the NIAID to be exact, to the Wuhan lab in China. $3.7 million flow from the National Institute of Health here in the U.S. to the Wuhan lab. A lot of things, yeah. man, a lot of things there don't don't sit well with me. They, they really don't, man. They really, really don't. And it gets even more insidious just to stay on that topic. You know, the example you gave of Bill mm -hmm. Gates. You know, if Bill Gates is using his own money to you know fund this research or to buy or you know patents or whatever he's doing that's one thing but one of the things they talk about in that video is something called the buy buy dole mm -hmm. act some act that the government passed and i had to look it up because i had never heard of it this this is one of you know this is one of these pieces of legislation that 
every American should be super proud of. And I mean that as sarcastically as possible. Because what this allows, the reason she mentions it, is it allows, whether it's universities or, you know, government researchers, it allows, you know, researchers or universities, whatever, who are using government funds. So a lot of these institutes get funding from the government, you know, through grants or whatever it is to do their research. And what this ridiculous act does is it allows people who are using government funds to patent something, you know, let's say they make a discovery through their research and they decide they want to create a patent. Mm -hmm. They can create a patent for it, meaning they now put their name on it. And, but remember, everything has been paid for by the government. It's not like the Bill Gates example where he's using his own money. You know, they get government funds to do this research and then they put their names on it. And when you have a patent, you know, the whole point of it is so you can charge royalties for anyone to use it. Mm -hmm. And so this creates this really weird situation where, of course, greed comes into it. You know, and this is actually what she's, or at least part of what she's accusing uh, Fauci of doing. But also, if... If anyone caught it, because I, I heard it briefly in the news a couple of months ago of some dude from some university who was caught and and is being charged uh, for spying or, or some weird shit. I should have looked it up, but I wasn't planning really on talking about it. Um, but it, it seems like a lot of universities are somehow involved in some of this kind of mm -hmm. shadiness, you know, using government funding to create or buy or whatever patents and then at the same time i don't know if they're selling or funneling but they're you know a lot of this data that they're getting they're then also again for money presumably uh passing along to other countries countries like china yeah. it's all, all about, about money. the money man it's all about the money i want to talk about the mask i don't want to forget that because i know you brought that up but i do want to touch on the hydrochloroquine do you know what the hydrochloroquine is? Mm -hmm. Did you did you remember that in the video? Basically, yeah, yeah. it was you know deemed that it was one of the best ways to, to treat COVID. It was around for 70 years. We can't find that shit right now. It's nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. You know, something that we knew that was going to help, you know, people in this particular with, with this particular virus is nowhere to be found. Another red flag for me. You know what I mean? Something else that again mm -hmm. does not sit well. And then we talk about why would the government want to manipulate the numbers? What do they gain out of that? Yeah. Also and this is weird. one thing that you taught me very long time ago. And I know that we have a lot of conversations and you're like, man, I don't fucking remember that shit. Um, you told me that the way you control people <laughs> is with fear. Right. And that's exactly what they said yeah. in this fucking documentary. They asked the question, why would the government want to manipulate the numbers? Why? Why would... The government have, you know, some secret play into this because they want to make sure they have us by the balls, metaphorically, of course, right? Doctors are being pressured to write COVID on death reports. According to her. Uh, According yeah. to her, they're, they're being pressured. Yeah. Not only are they being pressured, but they're being incentivized. All right. If you call the reason of death COVID-19, you receive $13,000 from Medicare. If the patient goes on a ventilator, you get thirty nine thousand dollars. 
at the core of this, we talked yeah. about the patents. We talked about, you know, global vac- Bill Gates wants global vaccines. Um, supposedly, it's going to be a healthier way to live. It neutralizes everything. It's fucking idiotic. But that's his pl- that's his ploy on it. But we know the backstory that they own the patents. So think about the billions of dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars they're going to make off of this, right? And then you have the money passing mm-hmm. hands. You have uh, Anthony Fauci. $3.7 million flowing from the National Institute of Health to the U.S., um, uh, from the U.S. To, to the Wuhan lab, which, again, I don't know why the fuck we're in bed with these guys, but it is what it is. You have now the doctors on the front line getting paid and incentivized to skew the numbers. Why? And then you ask yourself again, why would the government want to skew the numbers? Because they want us where we are right now. Mm. And then you think about the hydroxychloroquine, which I mentioned as well, that was not... Uh, that that there was no scarcity of it. There was no, I mean, I didn't hear about this till now, but apparently they knew that this is something that can help people with, with this strain of, of virus, um, you know, and now it's completely gone. A, a country as powerful as the United States of America, for us to not have this after it's been around for so long, again, red flag after red flag after red flag. Now, I do want to go ahead and, and, and answer your question that you asked me about 20 minutes ago in reference to the mask. Um, and, and the doctors in the video mm-hmm. basically were saying that if you're well-bodied, right, if you're not somebody who is, you know, over a certain age, or maybe you have some, um, yeah, other exactly, illness, other yeah. illnesses or anything that's predetermined, um, that the shelter in place is actually working against us because the way our immune system works is that it needs to come in contact with bacteria on a day-to-day basis to stay strong, which makes sense. So when we quarantine ourselves, we're mm-hmm. actually making our immune system weaker, making us more um, likely to get sick moving forward. So with the shelter mm-hmm. in place, although I do think that some people definitely do need to be isolated if they're infected with this virus, okay? Especially if it's somebody who, um, again, health-wise isn't where they need to be or they're just farther along um, in, in life. I do think those people need to be you know, taken care of. Let's make sure that we don't put them in a situation where, you know, they, they can't make it out of this. But for somebody like you and I, what they're saying is that the masks aren't necessary. You know, the, the isolation yeah. isn't necessary. And when you think about it, it does make sense. It actually, it's funny because I went, <laughs> after I saw this video, I went to the, to the market. I showed up there with no motherfucking mask, Cynic. I was like, man, <laughs> I'm one of these guys. <laughs> I showed up with no mask, man. I'm going to be honest. Um, I forgot it. But I, I walked in with no mask. And then I went, I went and I got out the car. I did. Because then you see everybody with a mask on. And you're like, well, I don't want to make these people uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So I went and I got it. But maybe, you know, subconsciously it was because I was like, man, these motherfuckers, they're, they're making sense. You know? But yeah, they, they really think that after this is all over and this shelter in place is over, that, that we're going to see a spike in people being sick. Because now... You know, we're, yeah. we're not coming in contact with the day-to-day bacteria that actually keeps us afloat. Um, so now we're going to fall into this deeper hole and it's going to it's going to be tough to dig ourselves out of, you know. Yeah, exactly. So that that's another uh, super interesting thing that that was in the clip in that video. These doctors and apparently there's this, you know, it's a thing that a lot of doctors are going online and making video clips. I was not aware mm. of that either telling kind of their own stories of what they're seeing and what they're being asked to do by the CDC and 
weird stuff that to them doesn't seem to make sense, doesn't seem to add up. Again, smoke. Fire. Fire. I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to just quickly mention something because you mentioned it. I also had mm-hmm. these figures um, in my notes. But short before the uh, short before we started recording, I came across uh, something related to these figures. The it's the figures about Medicare paying thirteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars for um, basically a patient who's diagnosed with COVID. Uh, thirty nine thousand dollars if they are if they end up being put on ventilators. So. I came across something on Snopes.com. If you're not familiar with Snopes, it's a website that supposedly, I say supposedly because I don't know what the background is Mm -hmm. of this website any more than I know the background of the people who make that video or the people who are trying to debunk the video. Okay. But the purpose of Snopes is to basically give you facts where something was either communicated that was either false or maybe not exactly, you know, as, you know, not you're not 100% true. So they, they try to clarify. And according to them on their website, they say that Medicare says it doesn't make standard one-size-fits-all payments to hospitals for patients who are admitted with COVID-19 um, or placed on ves- ventilators. But that the 13,000 and 39,000 figures appear to be based on, like, generics generic industry estimates so point is they're saying they don't give flat rates of 13,000 to everyone with COVID or 39,000 to everyone on ventilators yeah but would they Um, cynic no well I mean they give something they give something which is enough to say that why would why would you why is there an incentive to begin with yes and that is the question (laughs) that is the real question once we clear up this you know whether it was at a, you know, done with good intentions or not, maybe they wanted to simplify it, whatever. That is, once you clear that up, the real question is, why do they need that incentive anyway? And that is unanswered. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, maybe it's not 13,000, maybe it's 12. But 12 is still a problem to me. Yeah, no, 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 it's 7,000. Okay, I'll put COVID-19. You know? Come on, man. It's, it's shady, man. It's shady. Yeah. I think you've always heard stories about the U.S. government and and their inner workings. And, you know, there's a lot of shit we don't know. There's a lot of shit going on that that would make it hard for us to sleep at night, you know. But this one, man, this one is Mm. this one hits, man. This one hits hard because people are dying, dude. And it's all it's all for fucking money. You know what I mean? It's really, really sad, man. Mm -hmm. It's really, really sad. Did you hear about why Italy was hit so hard, according to her at least? Because again, this is from from her point of view. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I want to touch up on that as well, man. Um, she said that the reason that Italy got hit so hard is because they're they're older population naturally, but in 2019 they were given a vaccine that was untested for influenza, and that vaccine included H1N1. That is scary, man, because. Mm. That lets me know it was preconceived, it was planned, which we already had the idea that it was because the way that that uh, Fauci um, ended that that short clip on that on that video back in 2017, saying that mm-hmm. it's not if it's when, kind of predicting it. 
you know that that there was you you can at least believe that there was if this is true that they they would been planning this right that there's been work on the back end leading up to this point this is not something that just kind of happened but when you hear that man it's like they were setting this shit up if it's true allegedly right they were setting this shit up you know mm-hmm. and it really sucks i think about I think about that first episode once again. How the fuck is it spreading so fast? How did it start in China a week ago? A week later, it's in, in Italy, and Italy's blowing up. Then you hear something like that, and you're like, dude, I have a lot of questions. She's giving me a lot of answers. That's all I know. Because I had these questions before this mm-hmm. this video came out. I had these questions on the very first, ep- first episode of this podcast, isn't it? and nobody had answers. She's giving me answers now, so I ha- there's logically, naturally, I, I have to to give it some credence. I have to hear her out. You know what I mean? Unbiasedly, man, because I yeah. gain nothing by sitting here saying that there's a you know a bigger scheme going on that the government is is fucking us that you know it's it's driven by money that they're killing people. I gain nothing by that. Tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and it's still gonna be another day. The sun's gonna come up. <laughs> My bank account's not gonna be any fatter for that. You know, that's just me. That's my my conclusion, I guess, from the information that I'm getting. That's what I put together uh, when I hear all these things, because I've always had the questions. And now some of those questions are being answered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, maybe maybe it's a case of, you know, everyone is kind of aware now because everyone is focused on this on the coronavirus, right? And so everyone is, uh, because everyone is aware and all of these, uh, because everyone is aware, you know, and all of these sort of charges are being made that, or, you know, this peep, this person or this group or this institute did this or fake that or lied about whatever. Uh, I think maybe we're just now sort of paying attention to it. This is probably mm-hmm. nothing new. Chances are very good that this has always happened, that this has been going on for for a long time. And um, and actually, that's what the COVID-19 is just a, a tip of an iceberg. And, and, and the iceberg beneath the water is is really the story of her research and what she found and how it relates to vaccines. And, and I do want to touch on that a little deeper before we end the show, just because it's so mm-hmm. goddamn interesting. Um, but when everyone is focused now on, on Corona and, and, and asking questions and wondering what the hell, what are these people doing? Are they really, maybe they don't have our best interests in mind. Um, well, it's probably somewhere in the middle, you know, they probably do to a certain extent, but if they can make money screwing you over, they probably will, (laughs) you know, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle and it's, I don't think it's anything new, um, anything novel i think this is this is how how they've been operating for some time now that you bring up a research i remember in that in that pandemic video that after she came out and she um started going against the grain they took her notebooks from her lab Mm -hmm. and they hid it in her closet in her home she was going through. She was going through her closet, just looking for something that was totally unrelated, and she came across it. And that was what hopes of of you know of setting her up, saying, "Oh, look, you took confidential information that should have never left the lab. 
you know, for your eyes only and you brought it home. I, I don't know if she's making shit like that up, man. You know, like. Which which is already a weird charge to make. Like, why can she not take well, I, I, home? I, it's, for me, it's not so much that because I think when you're dealing with things that are that sensitive, I can understand if you want to keep it in-house. You know what I mean? I can understand that you don't know who the fuck is visiting her at her house. You don't know who's you know who she's mingling with. Even though I I think that you hope that she's of good character and wouldn't be hanging with shady people. But it's like for example with with my job, I work with a major health insurance company, right? And my company tells me anytime that I'm uh, working that I got to make sure that nobody's around me because I have sensitive information on my screens and they don't want anybody else privy to that. So I get them wanting. And especially mm-hmm. on the scale that she's doing it, why they would want her to keep it, you know, don't take your work home or whatever. But the fact that they went, this is some fucking eraser. You remember that movie Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger? It sounds familiar. Oh, this is some uh, eraser sure shit, man. Like inner workings, shady ass fucking deals. You know, they broke into her house, planted the shit so they can come back, raid her house and say, oh, look what we found. But she found it first. So, you know, it, it threw a wrench in their plan. But... For one, I don't see her gaining anything out of making that up. Of course, if she's crazy, it's very easy to do so. But when I look at her track record and when I see, well, the information that she's given me to this point, in my opinion, has been pretty on the money. Um, that, you know, I got to take that for, mm-hmm. I got to take it for what it's worth. You know, her her, her track record is, isn't, isn't bad right now. I don't, I don't peg her as a liar or a pathological liar. Um, I, if anything, I peg her as a whistleblower, a truth teller. You know what I mean? Um, so when I hear something like that, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. it's 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 out there, I, I, I got to, I gotta, again, I got to take it for what it is because everything that she's given me to this point has been money, in my opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy. You got to, like everything, like, like, again, I'm sorry, it has to go, I have to go back to it, like the, what we talked about a lot at the in the vaccine episode you gotta go in and do some research on your own mm-hmm. and you're gonna find uh some stuff is probably not exactly as 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 it's claimed stuff some stuff probably is um and that is not always fun and easy work to do it's easier to just watch it and 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 jump on board and say that you know this is hey look this is what 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 she's saying this is the truth I lean toward like you do. I lean towards giving her the benefit of the doubt. You know, I think if if these are the claims she's making, she sounds and she seems legit. Um, but I, I yeah, we we should do a bit of research, and th- there's plenty of stuff out there, especially now, and just take all that shit with a grain of salt. You know, even the stuff that's supposedly debunking what she's saying, because I mean. Come on. I mean, for her to come out and, you know, come out with this big story now and use, I guess they're going, they're assuming she's using, taking advantage of the situation with Corona to come out with this blockbuster uh, story. So that for what? So she can sell a book? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, sure, people have done. <laughs> more for less but it seems a little far-fetched to me um i'm i'm sure there's some credence to her story and 
And if you want to find out or if you want to see even more stuff that seems shady, go online and do a search for, you know, doctors around the world that are working on either on or dealing with COVID-19 or coronavirus, you know, mysteriously dying. You'll find it. Yeah, doctors in Russia dying mysteriously, supposedly suicide, falling out of windows. Yeah, um, doctors uh, or, or researchers in the States getting shot, you know, and then they say, the, the investigators say, oh, it was a love triangle. <laughs> Even though this person happens to be really close to making a breakthrough, according to his colleagues. Mm on 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 corona and covid-19. So the shadiness doesn't stop there with her story. <laughs> There's a lot of shadiness going on if you go out and look for it. If if you know, if you open your eyes and, and look to see you know what's being reported where mm -hmm. uh, and not just wait for things like a video or for MSNBC or Fox News to tell you. Yeah, man. Those are very good points and they're scary because it sounds like a freaking movie, man. This is some shit that you'll see in Hollywood. Yep. You know, the plot is there's this, you know, killer virus out there that the government secretly is behind. And for the people that are starting to figure it out, there's a special task force that eliminates them. And now these people are falling out of windows and they're getting shot. And here's the thing. The crazy thing about the government is that they're the highest authority. Right? It's like when, mm -hmm. all right, so on a smaller scale... Think of a parent and a child. If the parent tells the child, hey, look, you know, Santa Claus is real. The child's going to believe that, right? Because the child looks up to the parent and trusts the parent, right? Mm -hmm. The government is our parent. So the government tells us, hey, look, you know, COVID-19, this is what's happening. We believe it, right? Now, when the child finds out that Santa Claus isn't real and the child, and the child confronts the, the, the parent about it, the parent could flip it however, however they want, you know? Well, the reason I told you was this. The reason I told you was that. The point being is, is the parent's always going to have that upper hand. The child's always going to go to the parent to get clarification or, or knowledge or whatever the case may be on, on, on whatever topic, whether it be Santa Claus or, or something totally unrelated. The way that I connect that to the government is that even if we get hot on their trail and we start saying, man, why are these doctors dying? Why are these, why are these people that... Um, that that start blowing the whistle on what's going on. Why why are these things? Why why are they disappearing? It's very easy for them to say it was a love triangle because they're the authority. Who's mm. who's gonna fact check them? Who's gonna fact check the parent on, on Santa yeah. Claus? Who's gonna fact check the government? You know, oh, it was a love triangle. Oh, he fell out the window. Oh, oh, it, it was a mugging. Because typically, when things like that happen, if if there is an accident, right? We go ahead and we, we call the police and, and we have people that go ahead and investigate that. But when the people at the very top are the people doing the shit, who's who's checking them? Nobody's checking them. So they can do whatever the hell they want, man. They can yep. say whatever they want. And 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 we just have to, you know, sit here and hope we get a twelve hundred dollar stimulus check. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's fucking it's and that's, mind blowing. And for enough for for a lot of people, that's enough. Oh, you get I'm getting twelve hundred dollars free. All right. Feed me all the bullshit you want. Yeah. Feed me everything you want because my government took care of me. Even though they don't understand that that's coming out of taxpayers' money, 
That's actually your money that you're getting back. I don't know if people have, have, have understood that. Trump is not going into his account and taking it and saying, hey, look, no, the money that they're giving back to us is money that they've already taxed us for. Let that sink in, dude. That's your fucking money. <laughs> and we get taxed very high here in the United States. I mean, not as high as Canada <laughs> with the whole health insurance thing, but... Not as high as Germany. <laughs> well, you guys have the health insurance thing too, though, right? Isn't that tied in to what you yeah, 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 yeah. But listen... For on my side of the pond, shit, we get taxed. I guess, I guess everybody could say that, right? But the point of that is, is that it's your money. You know, it's not it's not something that he's doing out of the kind of out of his heart. It's not something that he's doing because he wants to be a good person. Um, something that he feels like he needs to do because of the economy. But um, getting back on topic, man. Um, yeah, they they are they are the. There's nobody above them. There's nobody that's gonna government the gov govern the government and that to me is scary man for any entity to have that much power and basically do whatever they want and the shit that you see in movies you start seeing in real life you know there was a ufc mm -hmm. fight last night on espn one of your favorite channels cynic i know i know <laughs> and uh <laughs> it was it, it looked like a movie first of all there was nobody in the crowd okay so so they didn't have because obviously the whole social distancing thing and then at the end of the fights, the fighters are getting tested for COVID. So you're not going to fight if you have it. But the trainers and the coaches, when they come into the ring at the end of the fight, they all got masks on, bro. It was so weird. Hmm. For me, it's like, first of all, test everybody that's there. Because if even if the fighters don't have it, if a trainer is asymptomatic, and we've, we've given the listeners the breakdown of how the COVID thing works, right? If the trainer is asymptomatic, then he could give it to the fighter. So why, why do we have certain people with masks and, and other people without masks? I understand the fighters can't fight with masks on, but why do the, the trainers have masks on? Did we not test them? Are we getting lazy here? But the image, you know how you have still images, right? You can, for me, I can I can see something and I'm, I automatically think, man, that's a great picture. You know, I see it. I'm mm -hmm. like, man, that's sometimes I wish, oh, I wish I had my camera. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. That image for me was something that I, I know that in 50 years is going to be in a history book. You know, it's going to be, well, 50 years ago when, when um, we were dealing with, uh, you know, th this pandemic, this is how the sporting events were. And you're going to see four people in a ring, no crowd. Out of those four people, two of them don't have masks. They're bloodied. And the other two have masks on. And it looks like it looks like a freaking, it looks like a movie. I was blown away by that, man. Hmm. Well, I would like to talk a little bit more about the the research that she was doing that ended up getting her bringing her all the trouble please man i've i've talked enough i'm sorry <laughs> no no i'm just I, i'm passionate about this shit man i feel you i feel you <laughs> it's just that when we have shows like this the time goes by so I, damn fast i know, I know. Um, <laughs> and 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 then i'm realizing like holy crap we're already over an hour in and i and i have still i have so much to say Go ahead, baby. Get it out. Get it out. <laughs> no, I just wanted. I just really want to talk talk a little bit about this because, like I said, it is the bigger story. Even though Corona is what's in front of our eyes right now, um, the bigger story, people, the iceberg below the surface is is about vaccines and viruses. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. and so this is what this is what. So my understanding, this is how it basically went down. So she was working 
with um, a colleague who was apparently very uh, respected um, um, researcher. His name was, uh, I can't remember, I think it was Frank, Frank Ruschetti. Good guy. And this this guy was apparently very well uh, respected. He was like very well known. He was one of the, he was, I think, the first person to actually find evidence of something called retroviruses or a retrovirus in in human beings. And the reason that's significant is because you have to keep in mind that before that, all of the work done on, on vaccines and basically anything else that may have been relevant to the kinds of, of viruses that humans can, can contract, all of that was based on the idea that humans cannot contract retroviruses. Mm. And so this was ground groundbreaking what he discovered because it showed, uh, no, hold on, they, we, we can contract it and it can be transmitted to us. So uh, I'm not sure if anyone is interested in what a retrovirus is. It's just suffice to say that it's, it's, it's basically like a stealth virus. Yeah, It's not like... Um, the kind of virus that once it, it hits you, your body, your your immune system immediately reacts, and it's mm-hmm. very very clear, very obvious that you're sick, and it hits you quickly. You know, your body fights it off, and eventually, within you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks, a couple of days, a couple of weeks, um, you're over it. A retrovirus, um, like I said, also known as this kind of a stealth virus, it invades your body, and your body doesn't even know it's there. So your body doesn't react to it and it invades it it actually works its way into your cells and um through some process that i can't explain because i'm not a biologist <laughs> it actually replicates using something called rna instead of other viruses that use dna it uses something called rna and basically it can lie dormant in your body for years. And this is this is exactly how HIV and AIDS works. So you, you get this HIV, which is actually a virus, and it can be in your body for years, and you won't even know it because it doesn't have any impact on you. But then once it's ready, it kicks in. And when it kicks in, it's already done all of it, you know, all the work needed to basically destroy your immune system. And so... Now your body is not only susceptible to, now your body is susceptible to pretty much anything. Anything you catch can kill you. And so that virus, HIV, then becomes AIDS because your immune system is now compromised and you have this autoimmune, whatever AIDS stands for, autoimmune deficiency syndrome or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now you have the full-blown AIDS um, disease and you need to, if you're lucky, like Magic Johnson, take a cocktail of things to keep you alive. Before that, you were just, it was a death sentence. Mm -hmm. So, um, went off on a little tangent there just to explain that this dude found this and it was really groundbreaking because what they realized, and by they, I mean Judy and this guy, Frank uh, Ruschetti, Mm -hmm. um, they realized that some of the vaccines had been created using, again, like I said earlier, mouse brains. And they found that some of those vac- the vaccines were contaminated with viruses that were in the mice. And no one had given that any thought up until then. But when 
they did further research, they found not only is there a virus present in the vaccine, they realized that when that vaccine was given to humans, it was creating illnesses that were behaving the way viruses behave. And this is this is what she found in her research, and this is what she wanted to, or to publish in that magazine. And this is what basically blew up in her face because all of the cancer research institutes, vaccine um, creators, all of these companies and interested parties who were dead set on what on knowing, according to them, what caused cancer, how to treat cancer, what do, what can and can't happen to you know in the human body, they were all now potentially on the hook for passing viruses into human beings through their vaccines. So. Um, when they did further research, you know, along the lines of the whole, when they found that there were some contaminated vaccines, and they looked and, and they, they checked to see, okay, out of some group or some population of women who had received these, these vaccines, these women were suffering from something called um, chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. Chronic fatigue syndrome yes. was something that... You didn't, it wasn't that much in the news until at a certain point, I remember, I think in my teens, I started to hear about it before that and hear about it that much. I was surprised to find out, though, that it's been around since the 30s, at least in America. Um, but these women were all um, suffering from this thing called chronic fatigue syndrome. And it turned out that not only were they suffering from that post having received this vaccine, they realized furthermore that those women or this subset of women that they had um, been testing, um, those women had kids who the majority of the of the kids in that group, so I'll just be clear with numbers. Mm -hmm. They tested 17 kids who were children of women who had, you know, this chronic fatigue syndrome and who had also received um, a certain vaccine. Out of those 17 kids, 14 of them had autism. So wow. this, again, I'm sure some debunker is happy to just probably jumping up and down saying this is BS. Sorry, this is now coming from a completely different, mm -hmm. you know, direction in terms of vaccine and autism. Remember when we talked in, in the vaccine episode, we were talking about the measles, mumps, rubella, and how some of the stuff in there could be causing autism and people were you know, anti-vaxxers or, or people who were just curious or, or questioning it were wondering, could it be thimerosal? Could it be this? Could it be that? This is now talking about something viral introduced into the body through vaccines unknowingly because they didn't think that it, it could happen. And not, and not only is this, and, and it is a retrovirus, not only is this virus being passed into humans, it's being passed from human to human. It's a, apparently they found that there was blood, um, blood products were also contaminated with these virus, this retrovirus, this retrovirus that in their research was causing um, chronic fatigue syndrome. This was found in blood products. And and obviously, if people were getting transfusions, it was getting passed through that. And as I said, through the example of the mother and the children, it was being passed from mother to child. The implications of this, people, is that potentially 
a huge population, a huge percentage of the population who have been exposed to vaccines could be getting viruses without, you know, the doctors don't necessarily know this. I'm not saying they're, they're doing this on purpose, but someone sure should know. But there's they could be getting vaccines introduced into them through these, um, sorry, viruses introduced to them through these vaccines and then passing it along to their kids, to other people who might be relying on blood products or, or transfusions. And then it gets worse because according to her research, a lot of these viruses end up causing what looks like it looks like they end up causing a lot of the diseases, the chronic diseases that we suffer from. Chronic fatigue syndrome being Breach. one of them. But according to her mm -hmm. research, autoimmune diseases, leukemia, prostate cancer, Alzheimer's disease, all of these cancers as, as well that have... I mean, when you... I'm not sure how it was for you, but when I was really, really young, cancer was not something you heard every second, you know day on the news or or at home from your parents you know it wasn't no, no. but at some point this thing exploded and all of a sudden all of these people are dying from cancer and everyone knows someone who's who's passed away from cancer and cancer is just ubiquitous in our population mm -hmm. where did that come from speculation that it's our food that it's the environment that it's whatever maybe maybe that's part of it and maybe we've introduced some viruses into our systems through vaccines Viruses that are apparently behaving a lot like, um, or, you know, cancers and diseases that are behaving a lot like the viruses that she's, she found. So this was what she was trying to make people aware of. And this is what they were trying to shut down. Yeah, man. And that's the iceberg below the surface. Corona is just, it's just today. But, and this is a question that's been already being asked, like I said, since the 30s. You know, one example was a, a polio vaccine that was given to some doctors in, in 1934 in L.A., in L.A. County Hospital. Not just doctors, mm -hmm. but the medical staff. You know, and uh, like 100 and almost 200 of the, of the staff um, ended up complaining and, and about, basically they ended up with chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, they, they had all the symptoms. While none of the patients apparently had this, so it was like, where did it come from? And it turned out that these people had all been vaccinated against polio because there was a polio outbreak at the time. And so whatever batch of vaccines they had happened to have been created using, and I think this was the first incident of it, actually, the first vaccine created using um, mouse brain tissue. And two and two equals four. If that had a if that had a, a virus in it, and that was passed to them through a vaccine, and all of a sudden they have chronic fatigue syndrome, well, that's it, man. That's do, all I got to say about research. that. That's enough for do you. Do your research. <laughs> do your research, people. I I have a question, man. You think the doctors that have kids are giving their own kids vaccines? I think some of them are because I think some of them truly believe in vaccines and there's no doubt that some vaccines do work um yes you're absolutely right and it's good to point that out because i don't yes i don't want anybody to get the impression that all vaccines are bad that's not not the case here mm -hmm. but i yeah I, I i wonder about that i wonder about that and yeah I, I i can see how for some doctors who really believe in it 
they would do it. But my thing is that if if you're if you're the doctor, you see all all sides of the spectrum. You see people that take it that are not affected, and then you see people that have adverse effects. Mm-hmm. So when you when you have that that front row seat, I don't know if a doctor in his tenth year is giving his kid vaccines compared to a doctor in his first year who just got out of med school and is fired up and is ready to change the world. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think those experiences, I, I know they would change me. And now you you may ask, well, if that's the case, then why would the doctor continue doing it? Because for one, it's his job. And two, there's money behind it. That's, that's what it boils down to. I know that I'll stick this. I'll stick this in your arm, but I won't stick it in my own child's arm. You know, and I know. Well, OK, I don't know any personally. I've I've uh, seen interviews of doctors who who do say that they don't vaccinate and they wouldn't vaccinate their kids. Um but of course, there are also the ones who do and who do vaccinate their kids. So, man, it's a freaking complicated web. It's a mess. It's a freaking mess. For me, one of the real impactful things in the video was seeing the doctor's testimony on that pandemic clip that birthed this whole episode in this conversation. Yeah. Uh, to see them so adamant yeah. and the bravery, man, because, bro, people will turn on you quick. You know, it's it's us and it's we until you make a wrong move and then it's you and it's me mm. very fast, you know. Mm. And so see those doctors, man, be brave enough to say this shit is not it's not making sense. Why? Why am I being forced to write COVID-19 on death certificates to inflate the numbers? You know, why am I being incentivized, you know, for for treatments on how on how I do this for them to come out? And because and, these again, these are nurses, man. You know, these aren't pre-med, pre-med students. These are people out in the field, you know, your, your personal physicians. Mm-hmm. And to see that, it, it, was, it was impactful, man, because she can say it till she's blue in the face. You can, you know, you can give me numbers. You know, you can talk about Anthony Fauci and um, how he, he has his hand in, in um, shady workings with China and sending money, millions of dollars over for God knows what, but then when you have somebody who, that we trust, right, we, we trust, I would want to think, and, and that's what's so fucked up, uh, fucked up about this, is that you would want to think that you can trust your doctors with your life, but it's gotten to a point where you even have to question, is the information that your doctor giving you, and you're not an expert, by the way, right, so you got to put two and two together, hope you're not wrong, but the information that your doctor's giving you is the information that you need, and, and the, the, what's really best for you, you know, but Seeing those doctors come out and and like say like we need to wake up, you know, there's there's something not right here. That was very, very. It was a strong moment for me, man, because it it was like, all right, man, like I don't I don't know if this is so left field anymore. You know, I don't know I, I don't know if there's if this is just a pipe dream. You know, the, these are these are professionals out in the field telling you that something is wrong, and. Hmm. And now they got to live with that, man, because there are other buddies that are assuming, allegedly, right, to be fair, um, that, that are receiving that money, you know, 13K, 12K, whatever, 39K, 40K, whatever, depending on, on, on how you want to cut it. You know, that you know, you're fucking this up for me now, man. You're fucking up my money, you know, because if you keep talking, you're going to put more heat on us. And now this shit's going to change, you know. So for them to risk their careers, 
relationships with their with their colleagues and even their lives. Remember, you talked about doctors falling out of windows and getting shot and it being, you know, um, written off as something else that I mean, that that says a lot, man. That says a lot to me. Yeah. Somebody's hiding something. Somebody's hiding something, man. That's all I got for you, brother. That's all I got for the people. (laughs) Plenty. Do your research, guys. Sweet dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep tight. (laughs) Snuggle up. Do your research, peeps. Do your research, man. Don't be afraid of what you might find. And I think we're going to leave you with a little clip from Anthony Fauci. Um, a clip that uh, that's on the pandemic video that, again, birthed this whole episode. And we definitely hope you guys enjoy it. Before we get into that, Cynic, you want to say anything else, man? That's a wrap. It's a wrap All right, man. Thanks for hanging tight with us, guys. Take care. We're just here to give you the information, baby. You do with it as you wish. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Catch you next week. Choose. Peace. The idea that we are now a few days away from a new administration, given, as you heard from the introduction, that I have been around for a while and have had the opportunity of serving in five administrations, I thought I would bring that perspective to the topic today is the issue of pandemic Uh, preparedness and if there's one message that I want to leave with you today is that there is no question that there will be a surprise outbreak the thing we're extraordinarily confident about is that we are going to see this in the next few years thank you